This is the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess, and we're coughing our way into episode number 24. Welcome to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast, the tips, tools, and straight talk you want for pregnancy, childbirth, and bringing up baby. And now your host, Kristen Burgess. Hi, this is Kristen from naturalbirthandbabycare.com, and I'm bringing you the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast today. I know I missed a podcast episode, and I'm really sorry about that. My family has been really sick. As you can hear, we're still sick. We've been sick for two weeks, and it's dragging on and on, and I decided I'm just going to do a podcast episode. Though I'll be honest, this is take two. I've already scrapped the first 15 minutes of this podcast episode because at that time I had children everywhere and children falling out of chairs and screaming and interrupting me and everything. So I've gotten the one child down for a nap and my eldest Cassidy has taken Corwin, our baby, to play in the other room, which is a great blessing. And everybody else has gone outside where hopefully they won't get too much sicker. We're on the mend But, as you can tell from listening to me, still feeling a little bit down. I feel really bad for missing a podcast episode, though, so I'm going to try and get a couple of questions up for you. Before I get to the questions, I wanted to make an announcement. The reason you're having a couple of Q&A episodes in a row, or you were supposed to have a couple, now you're only going to have one... But the reason for that is because I've been working really hard to redesign naturalbirthandbabycare.com and I'm excited to share with you that you can head over there to naturalbirthandbabycare.com and check out the redesign. Not every single page is done yet, but most of the main pages, most of the childbirth pages, most of the pregnancy pages have been taken care of, and you can check out the new look. It's mobile friendly. I think it's a lot easier to navigate. It loads lightning fast. It's very clean. And in addition to the new look, which I think is really exciting, what I think will be exciting for you is that I've gone through each article as I've updated it to the new template and updated the article. I've made sure that everything in it is accurate and up to date. And I've also added related articles to the bottom of almost each and every topic. These are things that I picked because I felt like they were things that would be important to you after reading the topic at hand. This hasn't been auto-generated by a computer or anything, so I think that it's going to be really useful to you. So go through the site, head over to the home page, you can click through to any of the pregnancy, birth, or baby topics, and check out what's there. I've updated the main pages of most of the baby topics, but not the deeper, more in-depth pages yet. That's what I'm hoping to work on over the next couple of weeks. I did the pregnancy and birth, and now I'm moving towards the baby topics. One thing I did do, though, is I took and broke up some of the baby sections. For instance, I had just one big page on baby care that included information on baby care basics, on baby health, and on baby sleep. And I've divided that into actually three pages. So there's a page on baby care, there's a page on baby health, and there's a page on baby sleep. I did that because I get a lot of questions about issues like vaccination, which I felt like were better served and easier to find if they were in a section that was on natural baby health. So you can check that out. That section, pun intended, I guess, is still in its infancy. And so I'm still building that up. And I'll let you know as I get more and more information on there. 
the baby sleep section. Baby sleep is such a big issue. We're doing a little bit of work with Corwin right now to get him able to sleep in his own bed, which is in our room, but in his own bed in the evenings uh, because Scott and I have a Christmas party to go to in December and Corwin will be almost 11 months old then and it's not a very long party. So I'm hoping to leave him with his grandma and I want her to be able to put him down because the hours that will be gone are hours that he's normally really sleeping anyways. But he's also used to kind of snoozing all evening in my arms and then going right to bed with me. So we're planning to, or I'm trying to get him used to nursing and then going into his bed and sleeping for those few hours so that he'll be sleeping sweetly for Grandma while we're dancing at the Christmas party. Uh, But baby sleep topics like that are things that come up a lot and that I get questions about a lot. So I felt like its own section would be good. And I can give you details on things like how we gently work with our babies to get them to sleep once they're older babies, like Corwin is, or once they're toddlers. And also give you ideas on what's healthy and what's respectful of your child and also respectful of the family, which if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know is what we really feel strongly about that all of our child care choices be respectful of the child and also respectful of the family. So those baby changes are changes that I feel will help facilitate you getting the information that you need on that respectful baby care and on having a happy home life. The first question that I got is that I'm concerned about trying to keep up with two rambunctious boys and all the day-to-day tasks and yet prepare for a natural birth. First, I want to say I love this question because the focus is on I need to prepare for a natural birth. I think that birth is natural. I run a website called naturalbirthandbabycare.com. I've had all six of my babies at home. I think birth is natural. I think women's bodies are made to give birth. Having said that, I think a lot of moms, I will even go out on a limb and say almost all moms need to do some preparation before they have a natural birth. Our cultural conditioning for natural birth is nada, really. It's not there. It's absent. It's anti-natural birth. And to be frank, that's the way it's been through a lot of history. There are a few cultures here and there that have honored and respected the woman's body and birth, but they are few and far between. So we are coming from generations upon generations of not trusting in the concept of natural birth. So we have to do some preparation there. And there are moms who by sheer willpower or who just they have that much faith that they can just go into a natural birth and they have a great natural birth. Uh, But again, for most moms, we want to do some preparation before birth. So I think it's, I think it is a great thing to acknowledge that I need to do some preparation in order to be ready for my baby's natural birth. That's a great thing. The second thing that I want to say before I really launch into an answer to this is that This is not a birth question. It is, but it isn't. This is a mom question. Or I guess one of my favorite terms that I coined as a category on the blog, but it is managing motherhood. This is a managing motherhood question. I could easily rewrite this question. 
I'm trying to keep up with two rambunctious boys and all the day-to-day tasks and yet have time to write. And yet have time to spend with my husband. And yet have time to go to the garage and rebuild that dirt bike that I've been dreaming of rebuilding. It doesn't matter what it is you want to do. I mean, it could be and go into the kitchen and create healthy, nourishing meals. It does not matter what it is you want to do. You could slot it into that spot because that is just a fundamental part of being a mom. How do I keep up with the kids, keep up with all the day-to-day stuff, and find time for whatever this is that I really want to do? This is a struggle that I've had in my life as a mom. It's not a struggle that I feel like I've conquered by <coughs> excuse me, any stretch of the imagination. And it's I think this is something that all moms are going to going to find. The truth of the matter is is there are some things that we just decide will wait. There are not huge priorities or we dream longingly of them. I love being a mom and I love where I am in life and I still dream longingly of the day when there will be a day like today where it's raining outside right now and I'll be sitting on the couch listening to the rain, watching the rain out the window and reading a book for hours. I can't wait for that day to come and I realize that when that day comes I'll probably be kind of sad that the house is so quiet and I'll probably get up and find something to keep myself busy so maybe it won't even happen then but that's something that I know I'm gonna put off you know I'm not gonna try and organize things really for me to have hours upon hours to sit around and read At the same time, there are some things that are very important for us as mothers, and there are things that we need to make the time to do. Making the time to do something like uh, get some physical movement in, so taking a walk, or um, my kids think it's hilarious that mama's been doing push-ups, but I've been doing some squats and some push-ups in the bathroom every morning, taking 15 to 20 minutes where I go in there and... uh, and just in the privacy of my master bathroom, which is just big enough for me to fit Corwin on his potty in there and me in there doing push-ups while he cackles at me. And I've taken that time, and that's just a me time, and it makes me feel a lot better. And then in the morning, I take our puppy. We've gotten a puppy recently. I take our puppy on a walk around our acreage. And those are times, on the weekends, Scott goes with me. But on the weekday mornings, it's just me and our dog, Altana. And those are just me times. They're times that they don't take very long, 15 to 20 minutes each. And they're times for me because I need that time to rest and recharge. I read a really good book recently called The Power of Full Engagement. I don't remember the authors off the top of my head, but the title is The Power of Full Engagement. And the book was really great at emphasizing that we need we need both stress and rest And it talked about the various ways that we get those because stress is what pushes us to improve and rest is what helps us relax and rejuvenate so that we can continue to improve. And it talked about how there's different aspects and facets of our life, such as the work aspect, family aspect, spiritual, physical. And it talked about how we really need to make time to make sure that we are challenging ourselves and also resting in each of those categories of life. And that's what really pushed me to realize that, hey, I need to make some time to get out and walk, to have some physical uh, exertion, 
or just activity. And that also gives me some time to reflect in the mornings. I usually say my morning prayers and I think about the upcoming day. And it really helps me. And it's, it's okay as a mom to take that time for you. Even if it's just a small chunk of time. And the small chunk of time is really the key. This is something that I learned from Terry Maxwell's books on managing home, managing your home and managing yourself as the mother that you want to be and as the mother that you believe you should be or believe that God wants you to be or whatever that is. And she talks about small chunks of time and that really is a key. And birth preparation fits in here. So now we're going to come back around to this. I said it's not really about birth and it it is but it isn't and this is where I'll come back to it. Preparing for a natural birth is part of this. It's part of the small things that you need to do for yourself. It's important. Uh, it's important for you because you're physically preparing for a natural birth. It's important for you because you need to feel mentally and emotionally prepared for birth before your labor begins. It's important for you because it's often a time for you to bond with your baby. And I know all too well that feeling that there's this new little person growing inside of you and it's kind of just happening (laughs) while you're too busy to pay any attention to it because you're so busy keeping up with your other kids and especially after your first pregnancy when you probably laid around and dreamily thought about the baby a lot. In your second and third and subsequent pregnancies, you're just so busy taking care of the other children in the house that you may not feel like you're connecting with the baby or that you're really even paying any attention to the baby until you sit down exhausted at night and you feel a little kick and a little punch and you say, oh, hey, baby. So birth preparation can give you the opportunity to connect with your baby when you feel like otherwise you may not really be connecting as well as you would like to be or you feel guilty because you're not paying attention to your baby like you should be because you're busy with work or older kids or whatever's going on. But birth preparation is something that though it's very important, it doesn't have to take up huge chunks of time. In my mama baby birthing classes, I talk about awareness and I talk about being conscious Being aware of your body, being conscious of what's going on around you, being conscious of your baby, being aware of what makes you feel relaxed, of what makes you feel tense, of how you breathe when you're relaxed, how you breathe when you're tense, what positions make your body feel open or closed, how you like feeling in water, does that help, do you not like water, maybe a water birth or laboring in water. All of those are just things that are are big awareness things. Now, I teach a natural childbirth class. I think natural birthing classes are important. And one of the reasons why I chose the format that I did for my classes, which is if you're taking my classes or if you're considering them, my classes are mostly in audio format. There's written materials to support everything, and there are a couple of videos, but really my classes are in audio format so that while you're making dinner or while you're cleaning the house or while you're driving to X, Y, or Z, you can listen to the classes because I know... That as a mom, sometimes it's easier to fit something like that in while you can multitask. So I am all for childbirth classes, and I think that you should take childbirth classes. I think you should take my childbirth classes. You can go to mamababybirthing.com and get more information on my classes. But I also think that a big part of preparing for natural birth is really just growing this awareness. And it's thinking, and it's visualizing the birth that you want, And it's really just internalizing what you've learned. And you can fit that in 
to a busy life because it doesn't take a lot of time. It just means that while I'm sitting down and reading to my boys, I notice that I feel pretty closed up in this position. So I, you know, shift around. I'm shifting around in my seat right now. I shift around and um, get my sit bones spread a little bit more and I feel pretty open. Or I'm running after my boys and I'm totally out of breath. What am I going to do? Breathe in through my nose, out through my mouth, maybe to help myself calm down. Well, that same breathing that helps you calm down after chasing your boy down or pulling him off the refrigerator or whatever he's doing can help you calm down when you're in the midst of a contraction. I don't want to simplify things too much, but at the same time, birth is pretty natural. It's part of life, just like all those other things are part of life. And observing your body and how you physically and physiologically are in your body is a big part of preparing for birth. And those lessons that your body teaches you as you go through day by day can really help you a lot in birth. And right now you have the luxury of thinking and analyzing those things so that they become automatic. So that, you know, the 50th time you've chased your boy down the street this week, you're automatically breathing in a way that calms you down once you finally caught him and and you're sitting down to watch the bulldozer that he's fascinated by. You're automatically doing that calm down breathing to calm yourself down, whereas you had to force yourself to do it the first time you chased him down the street to watch the fellas chopping down the tree in the neighbor's yard. Now, it's become more automatic, and when you're in labor, it will be automatic. And in labor, you're not going to, you will be thinking. You're always thinking. That's part of being human. But you're probably not going to do a lot of analytical thought. So doing that thought now can help you prepare for birth, and thinking intentionally about how I want to act can help you a lot. Putting things, fitting things into small amounts of time, well, that's what I was talking about. The awareness can happen anytime. And then fitting things into small amounts of time. So if you want to go over positions with your husband, for instance, or if you want to go over breathing with him, you can do that for 10 minutes a night, three nights a week. You can steal 10 minutes, probably. I, I Give your kids a, a bag of popcorn or something, and you'll probably get yourself 10 minutes that you can talk to him about that. Uh, or visualizing your baby's birth. I mentioned that a few minutes ago, and that's something that's important to preparing for a natural birth. You can do that as you're closing your eyes and falling asleep. You could do that while you were sitting on the toilet for five minutes that you stole for yourself in the bathroom. Another thing you can, of course, do is arrange for your boys to have a time every day where maybe they watch a video if you guys are a video-watching family, or maybe you bring out some toys that they don't normally play with that you've got put away, and they're new and novel, and they play with those toys for 20 minutes while you focus on the lesson that you want to read or the technique that you want to practice or where you just sit quietly with your hands on your belly and talk to your new baby. It doesn't have to be long, but think about it cumulatively. (coughs) Excuse me again. (coughs) If you take that 20 minutes, just say on the weekdays while your husband is at work, 20 minutes a day for five days a week that adds up pretty quickly so you've spent 20 20 minutes on Monday and then on Tuesday and then Wednesday and then Thursday and Friday and you come out with 20 40 60 80 and then 100 minutes so that's more than an hour and a half that you've spent on birth preparation and if you started this at like 24 weeks 
and get in a good 16 weeks of practice, that starts to sound pretty impressive. I mean, that's 15 hours, more than 15 hours of birth preparation that you've done. I mean, that actually comes closer to what, 20, 24 hours of birth preparation? I don't know. I can't do math on the fly while I'm trying to make sure I don't say um and everything on the podcast that I don't want to say. So you've come to, you've gotten a good amount of time in there. That's anybody would say that's a good amount of time to prepare for birth. Even if it's just little bits of time here and there, it's, it's still worth something. So even if you can only make it happen for 15, 20 minutes or a half an hour a day or some days a week and your partner would he, your husband is going to get, my husband would be, I don't want to sit around and talk about birth for 20 hours. You know, he would sit there and joke when I tried to get him to pay attention for 30 minutes a week. 10 minutes a week. So you can go over what he needs to go over with. I firmly believe that you should talk about birth preparation with your hubby. But a lot of the preparation that needs to be done for birth is internal within us. And you can talk to what you need to talk to him about in a lot less time. And I do encourage you to prioritize that time in the evening when you've put your boys to bed or whatnot. But, uh... But really, that takes a lot less time, and you can do a lot of the internal preparation in uh, smaller amounts of time throughout the day, here and there, every weekday, every couple days. But I really think you can find little moments of time to intentionally do it almost every day, even if it's just talking to your baby and picturing birth. That goes a long way. So I think it can really fit in to life as a mama. The other question that I got is, that I wanted to, to talk about is it's related. This mom says, I don't feel prepared for this birth at all, mentally, physically, or emotionally. And pregnancy-wise, I'm a little uncomfortable due to carrying so low. She also said that she's thinking about that she would like during her third stage instead of or her second stage. Instead of screaming so much and loudly during the pushing phase, I want to use that energy to focus on pushing efficiently and getting baby out calmly. The first question that she asked where she didn't feel prepared for the birth at all. First, I want to refer back to what I just talked about in the podcast because that goes a long way to helping you. If you can just carve out that little bit of time for awareness every day where you're talking to baby, where you're picturing the birth, where you're being aware, that that really helps a lot and will help you feel prepared. Another suggestion is to take a childbirth class. It can be an online class. It could even be a class at the hospital, though I would recommend if you want to take a local class, find an independent childbirth teacher who's going to teach real natural birth classes. This mom is 32 weeks along, and by 32 weeks, a lot of moms are starting to feel like they're looking towards birth because you're in the third trimester and that countdown has started. It's less than 10 weeks to go. Uh, but but even for many moms, it's not until you really get to that 35, 36, 37 week mark where birth is coming, I think there is a switch that happens there where even before our thoughts began to turn towards birth and began to turn towards birth preparation, there's a switch when you hit that 35, 36 week mark and you know that really baby could be coming any day or baby is coming imminently in the next several weeks and there's a switch, and that's really natural. It's natural not to feel quite ready before that point. But at that point, you've probably done a lot of the baby preparation, and it's just settling in to do the work of waiting for baby. 
And my hope for you is that that'll be the case for you, that you'll, you'll feel that switch over as you get farther along in your pregnancy and you'll, you will feel more ready for the baby. And doing these things like going through the birth preparation, being aware of yourself, talking to your baby, picturing your ideal natural birth, all of those things will go a long way towards helping you feel ready for, for that point too. Being uncomfortable due to carrying baby pretty low, things that can help with that or take a warm bath in the evenings, sitting on a birth ball can help, though that helps keep baby down in the pelvis. It's not going to bring relief in bringing baby up, but it can help relieve the pressure on your hips somewhat. Uh, sitting in a hands and knees position where you're kind of leaning over a birth ball or a pile of pillows, laying on your left side so that your belly is down. All of those are comfort measures that can help with baby being low. If you're really feeling a lot of back strain on your belly, then something like a prenatal cradle or another pregnancy support garment can make a huge difference. They're not pretty, but nobody sees them under your clothes. And I can say that at least for me especially, it was really helpful. Then let's address the last question, which was, instead of screaming so much and loudly during the pushing phase, I want to use that energy to focus on pushing efficiently and getting baby out calmly. This question really resonated with me because I had this same desire really strongly with Corwin's birth. Corwin is my sixth baby. He's my eight-month-old. And with Honor's birth, I didn't scream in an uncontrolled fashion or anything. Honor's my fifth baby. But when her head was born, I did scream. And Scott, that's my husband, likes to say that it was a, a primal yell and that I shouldn't feel ashamed of it. And I don't feel ashamed of it. But I, I felt like all throughout Corwin's pregnancy that I really wanted something different. I didn't want just that abandoned screaming when I felt the quote-unquote ring of fire I wanted to bring this baby out calmly, and I wanted to feel like uh, maybe I was in control. You're never quite totally in control during birth, but I do believe that we as birthing women can give birth gracefully and uh, in the presence of mind that we want to, and for me, that was was an important moment to me, so I can understand where you're coming from on this, and my suggestion is drawn, I mean, it's drawn from my personal experience. I can tell you that so many moms feel what's called the ring of fire. So many, many moms find pushing to be a relief. Other moms find it overwhelming. I've always been in the overwhelming camp myself. So I can tell you that all of that's normal. And I can tell you that just like Scott told me for the primal yell, there's really nothing to feel ashamed of. If you do end up hollering during that phase and when you're pushing your baby out. But I also can totally understand where you're coming from on wanting something different. And uh, and I honor that, that that's your desire. So I can share where, where what my experience is for that situation. So one thing that helped me a lot was really focusing on my pelvic muscles and... Because your pelvis is a bony structure, but really your baby's probably going to navigate through the pelvis with 
with relative ease. Babies are made physiologically to navigate down through the pelvis. They make certain movements as they're going through to get on through the pelvis and do a good job with that. The bony structure. Also inside the pelvis is a whole bunch of tissue, ligaments, muscles, and we don't usually think about those tissues and muscles because they just they don't really have a lot of bearing on our day-to-day life. We just kind of take them for granted. But as your baby is moving down through the pelvis, your baby is also navigating through all of those tissues. So even though the bones are a tube that the baby's body is designed to navigate through, the head molds and the body moves and rotates and all of that sort of thing happens as baby comes down, if your tissues are tense, then that is tension that baby has to move through which could make it a little bit harder for baby to navigate through, though babies usually get through it fine, but it it could make things more painful for you. Uh, So focusing on those tissues during pregnancy, those muscles especially, and, and just all of those tissues can be helpful. I mentioned the pink kit a few minutes ago, and a term that the pink kit uses is soften. I think that's a great term. You want to soften those pelvic tissues and pelvic muscles by softening those tissues and muscles and focusing on them during pregnancy you condition yourself that's a good word you condition yourself for being soft and releasing tension in those muscles even when your baby is moving through the birth canal it's It's really amazing to me that you can develop that much awareness of your own body and then it really comes to you. Another childbirth technique is, well, the pink kid is childbirth skills, but another childbirth class is hypnobabies. And they have something where you you basically teach yourself, condition yourself, that when you say the word peace, there's a lot of release and things like that. So when you say the word peace, especially if you've practiced saying peace and really relaxing your bottom and all those muscles and tissues there, then you're able, because you've conditioned yourself to do it, you're able to relax even when there's something like a baby coming through. And for me, I did that during pregnancy. I think pretty much every single time I sat on the toilet during pregnancy, especially once I was getting close to the birth, and I was relaxing to, to use the bathroom, I would tell myself, you know, that I need to relax, that I need to soften down there, that I need to let go of the tension in that area. And it was good practice. And when Corwin was born, I felt I had a contraction. And at the very end of that contraction, I felt a little bit pushy. Then the next contraction, I, I I thought to myself after that contraction, I'm going to feel inside and see if I can feel the baby's head after that contraction. Well, I didn't ever get the chance to do that because when the next contraction started, my body just started pushing involuntarily. And it was instantaneous when that started that I realized the baby is coming right now. I was in the water, though, and I I can remember what I was thinking at that point. I said earlier that you think during labor. It's not like your mind goes out the window. And I really and truly was thinking at this point. So 
I was thinking, I was feeling his head come down and I was saying in myself, this was all going on in my head. I wasn't saying anything out loud. And it was just in an instant because it didn't take very long for his head to be born. But I was thinking, you know, soften, soften, peace. And I was just imagining that those muscles were soft and that his head was coming down. And I can remember also thinking, okay, is this head going to stop now? Or is his entire body going to come out? Maybe my body's stopping pushing because it felt for a minute like the pushing let up. And then I realized that the pushing was still going on. And he was just all going to be born right then. But all of this was going on in my head. And I was experiencing it. And I had my hand down there. But I was in the birth tub. And I was kind of in a semi-squat position, runner's pose. And... Scott was at the side of the tub, and he kind of, he was supporting me, kind of holding me up, Uh, but my midwife was actually across the room with my older kids, and she wasn't right there by the tub, and nobody except me realized what was going on. I was quiet, (laughs) even though all this was going on in my head, and then nobody realized that Corwin was born until I asked Scott to help me bring up the baby. And you can, we actually videotaped his birth. And you can see on the video when I say baby that my midwife, is, who is across the room watching, but you can see her on the camera. She wasn't that far away. She's maybe five or six feet away. But uh, you can see her jump when I said baby, and she runs over to, to check on both of us. But after hollering through Honor's birth, I really wanted something different from Corwin's birth. And so I really felt like I achieved that. Because it was all quiet and there was all the work that I had done and all the visualizing. Also, I think visualizing is important. I mentioned that when I answered the other question. But all the visualizing that I did to prepare for what I wanted out of the pushing stage of his birth, I felt like that really manifested. That really happened. All that practice and all that visualization really paid off for me. And that pushing stage in his birth, even though I didn't get to feel his head before he started coming down, which is an experience I did have with Honor and also my fourth baby, Galen. I was looking forward to that again. Um, But even though I didn't have that because he started coming down right away, uh, I did have an excellent, excellent pushing stage. So I think that, and again, this is based on my experience But because it was so close to my heart, I wanted to share my experience. And I think that when you intentionally prepare, and especially for talking about this particular situation, where you prepare by making sure that your pelvic floor is soft and that you understand what tension feels like in those muscles and also relaxation, and you've conditioned yourself to relax, that you pick a word like soften or peace that you can just say over and over again in your mind. I think that really helped me a lot. And then also just visualizing what you really want. Those things go a long way because you're training and conditioning your mind and your body for how you want it to react at that time. And you can also just let go and forgive yourself for what happened in a previous birth and know that this is something else. This is from hypnobabies too. What they say is this is a new baby and this is a new birth. It's a different experience and it's a chance to to do things differently if that's what you desire. So I hope I've answered several questions on this call. I know they're all birth-related questions, so if you have a baby-related question, I'm totally open to answering that too. 
But I hope that uh, this has been helpful for you and that these questions have been helpful for you. And I'm going to wrap it up now because I'm a little bit over a half an hour and my nose is stopped up and I've still got a cough. And I'm sure that my children are eager to be able to make noise again. Though thankfully now, they've been pretty quiet. And I will see you on the next episode of the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast. And actually on that episode, I'm going to dig into a little bit more on finding that time to refresh and rejuvenate and recharge as a mom. So I look forward to seeing you there. Please remember, head on over to naturalbirthandbabycare.com. Check out the redesign. Check out the new resources. Please share with your friends uh, and family and loved ones that may be pregnant or expecting a, a, a new baby through adoption or who are parenting a new baby. I would love it if you would share that with them. If you'd like to sign up for our mini birthing class series, just head over to trustbirth101.com for that. I've mentioned mama baby birthing a couple of times throughout this, so if you're looking for a natural childbirth class that fits into a busy mom's schedule, just head over to mamababybirthing.com and you can check that out. And finally, if this episode has been helpful for you, please leave me a review on Stitcher or on iTunes. It only takes a couple seconds and it really makes my day. Thanks, and you have a wonderful, blessed day. Thanks for listening to the Birth, Baby and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess. For great resources and tons more info, visit www.birthbabylife.com. Visit www.birthbabylife.com.